Is this my house? Entry, please. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. It's like eating a spoonful of Drano. Sure, it'll clean you out. It'll leave you hollow inside. Final checkpoint. Answer this question. What is the most unattractive male first name in the English language? Keith. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, guess who's back? Going mobile today. Talking to you, broadcasting live from Spreaker's mobile app on my phone while I wait for my daughter to get out of dance rehearsal. Two-hour dance rehearsal starting at 7 p.m. Gotta love it. Anywho, welcome to It's Keith Grief Show, powered by 87sportsfans.com. I am your host, Keith Grief, tonight. And just going to share a little bit of what's pissing me off today. I'm not really angry, but it's just another chapter in the saga. And I'm talking about my beloved Chicago Bears and the GM, Ryan Pace's, handling of the kicking game. Now, look, Ryan Pace, this is not a call to... Start Ryan Pace, FireRyanPace.com, or any of that other crap. No, not at all. Uh, the job that he has done building this roster and hiring the coach, this is his first coach. You can't count John Fox. That was Ernie Accorsi. We're never going to talk about that. Anywho. But he cut Robbie Gold because Gold had a down year, granted. And if he would have just cut him, and said it was time, and moved on, that probably would have been enough for me. But it just didn't, it just didn't, he didn't let the act lie. He went on to say that the move was hastened because of the availability of Connor Barth, and that Barth was on his radar for quite a long time and when a kicker like Connor Barth becomes available then you you make that move I'm paraphrasing of course I don't remember it was a long time ago it was a long time and many goddamn kickers ago then we had Barth and uh Aguayo and uh I don't know your sister's ass was out there kicking I'm pretty sure but uh and then when the whole Cody Parkey thing last year. So then they decide that they're going to just use an atomic bomb to kill an ant. And they bring in these eight rookie kickers. And they set them up and say, hey, kick this 43-yard field goal. We're going to show Cody Parkey how easy it really was. And only two of these rookie, these eight rookie kickers make the kick. Okay, so first of all, I get doing that little stunt. Secondly, when only two out of eight make it, don't talk about it afterwards. You're doubling down on the stupid. But then they do it the next day and six out of eight. 
But obviously something wasn't right because then yesterday news breaks of Ryan Pace making another trade with the Oakland Raiders, this time for trading a conditional seventh-round pick for uh, their kicker. Okay, whatever. Don't I'm not jazzed about a kicker. And I'm really excited that it's no more than a seventh-round pick. But how many guys are you going to bring in to get this right? The guy that you said was that we could live without because you had his replacement on your radar, quote-unquote. I mean, it's been long enough, and it'll be, I don't want to say hilarious because as a fan, I'll be absolutely heartbroken. But it will be morbidly hilarious if the Bears' weak link is the kicking game. Because you've assembled this great defense. I'm very curious to see what it looks like with Chuck Pagano running it instead of Vic Fangio. You went and hired the uh, the uh, boy wonder, Matt Nagy, who has done wonders with that offense. You've got your quarterback, whether uh, everybody else wants to agree with your choice or not. He's your guy. Mitchell Trubisky is Pace's guy. You've got your quarterback. You've got your offense. You've got your defense. If you can't put it together because you cut the kicker three years ago, four years ago, well, then it's you just continue the laughing stock nature that has been the Chicago Bears since they let go of Lovey Smith. And I was for firing Lovey Smith for the record, not because he's a bad coach. Coaches just lose their their impact after a while. But uh, it's a kicker, first of all. Figure it out. Let's go. Move on. I don't remember struggling to find a kicker. Maybe it's maybe it's because we've been spoiled as Bears fans. Even Paul Edinger. I was all about as much as you can be about any kicker. But we make another trade, we bring another guy in because our eight rookies, not to mention the the free agent we signed, whose last name is Blewett. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm praying that that's really pronounced a different way because it's spelled Blewett. You, you can't make this stuff up. So that's the Chicago Bears pissing me off. The other, My, my other team that's pissing me off is the goddamn New York Mets. Losing to the San Diego for nothing. Man, when we hired Mickey Calloway, he was supposed to be this, this, this pitching uh, sorcerer, and we had pretty good pitching to begin with. Goddamn bullpen's a gasoline can. And then they make a trade for a guy that's getting his ass handed to him in the American League. Well, I'll bring him over to the National League. Maybe he'll face a pitcher every now and then. Oh, but his metric, his uh, his WAR was uh, plus point one or point two or whatever the hell it was. All this talk 
about how last year was last year. But you know what? If you remember, Mets fans, when did they start to lose it last year? With goddamn May. April was on fire. It was May and June when they couldn't beat a Little League team. And then no matter what they did the rest of the year, there was no coming back for it. And, and Matt's is dealing with a forearm issue now. We're not going to even even talk about Cespedes. Jeff McNeil has been nice. Pete Alonzo, love the kid. I mean, I mean, he acts like a kid, and I think that's why I like. Him. I mean, he's just he's just so happy to be there, like Nimmo, but with you know the ability to hit. You're out on the West Coast right now playing San Diego. And I know they signed Manny Machado, but I do not think the Padres are a barometer. I didn't think the Brewers were a barometer. And then they went into Milwaukee and got swept. Put it together, guys. Figure it out. Otherwise, that decision to send Dominic Smith to the minors is really going to make no sense when you can't score runs. They haven't won since Dominic Smith went to AAA, for the record. I'm just going to throw that out there. He wanted to hire the former agent to be your GM. See how that well that's working out for the Lakers? Which brings me to my other team that's pissing me off, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, this is this is a long overdue rant. You know, Magic Johnson leaving the way he did. Man, I've been a Laker. Ever since I've liked the game of professional basketball, I have been a fan of the Los Angeles Lakers. Magic Johnson was, a, was the reason I was a Laker fan. But God damn it, he pissed me off. How are you, how you going to leave like that the way you left after making all the decisions? And, and then I got to watch D'Angelo Russell in the playoffs? The guy you said you needed a leader? Well, what kind of freaking leader are you to just up and leave in the middle of a rebuild? You bring LeBron over, convince him that uh, there's stuff that he can work with, and then you exit stage left? The minute things get a little hairy, not digging it, man. Not digging it at all. And then we're going to fire Luke Walton, which I'm not saying Luke Walton was the answer, but we're going to fire Luke Walton, and you're going to bring LeBron's crony in, Ty Lue. For what? Unless you're going to completely overhaul the roster and bring in some veterans, because Ty Lue is not the guy to develop a young roster. That's why the Cavaliers fired him after LeBron wasn't there. They knew that. And even though Lonzo Ball might be healthy and Kuzma might be healthy and Hart and Ingram might be healthy finally next year, they're still young. They're still developing. Ty Lue is not going to be that guy. You hire Ty Lue, it tells me you're going to make heaven and earth move to try to bring in veterans that can make this team try to compete. I won't even say for a championship, for a, for a decent playoff spot. 
because the last couple of years and now this year after your Hall of Famer, Laker for life, just decided he didn't want any part of this? He didn't want any part of building a roster around the best player in the game right now? Teary-eyed, talk about how he needs to get back to being him. What the hell is going on over there? This is a man who basketball is his life. And he gets a chance to run the organization that made him a made him a household name. And he doesn't want any part of seeing it through because he needs to get back to being him. How nightmarish is it really behind the scenes there? To the fact that he can't even talk to Jeannie Buss? I mean, forget about the act. I mean, the act pissed me off the way the way that he did it and crying and weeping and said he couldn't tell her to his face that he was basically quitting on national television. Forget that. Put that aside. What does all this mean about the culture in the Laker organization? I'm not talking about LeBron on the floor and chemistry and all that stuff. What is going on behind the scenes with the organization when a guy, a man like Magic Johnson gets a chance to rebuild the franchise of glory, goes out of his way to convince the best player in the game to wear the Laker colors, and then one season later, like, no, man, I'm out. There's more, there's a lot more. Dr. Buss is spinning in his grave. There has got to be an insane, and again, obviously I have no sources. I'm just reading the tea leaves here. There has got to be some insane amount of dysfunction in Los Angeles. It doesn't make any sense why magic, and, and, and this is the, the seeds have been sown years back when Jerry West decided that he wanted to leave. Why would Jerry West was, was the or was the architect of all the great Laker teams? And then he puts them back together. Puts the foundation with Shaq and Kobe. And then he then he wants to all of a sudden leave? Ends up running Memphis? Oh, there's there's some dirty pool being played in the Lakers front office. And I don't know who's the culprit. I don't know who's responsible. But it's not going to change anytime soon. And don't expect Ty Lue to be your savior. You will still see this. Why would Ty Lue want this job? Why would Ty Lue want to come back to LeBron anyway? The man almost killed him. The man was hospitalized the last time he coached LeBron. Are you kidding me? Nothing makes sense for the purple and gold. Nothing. And I hate to say it because I want to believe everybody speaks very highly of her. But right now the arrow's pointing at you, Jeannie Buss. You got your brother out. We blamed him for years. Now it's you. You wanted the reins. You got the reins. And this wagon is headed right off a damn cliff. 